Everyone else's. It's your purpose. 
Um, how do you make sure that you do not lose your focus? It's making sure it's a priority in your life, and I think that's something that we struggle with on the day-to-day. Uh, part of the things that I deal with with clients as far as coaching, I have clients that come to me for, for a lot of different things. They come to me because there's an area in their life that they would like to expound upon, whether they're looking um, to be business owners and entrepreneurs or looking to lose weight or looking to develop a better relationship with God. Um, I want to help them design plans um, so that we can get them on track, and then I hold them accountable to those plans that they created to help them not get those those goals that they have set, um, help to make sure those things stay at the forefront so that they don't get lost in the day-to-day. I think a lot of it is that we have so much going on. There's so much of uh, the world that will clutter your life that purpose will will lose its way if we don't keep it at the forefront, if you don't remind yourself that that's legit what you're here for. Um, Dancy, feel free to interrupt me at any time. I don't want to just take over the whole uh, the whole hour's worth. But I think it is, it's important to figure out why you're here, why, why are you here, um, and then expound upon that. Um, found a couple well, of I have a question, on, though, um, Coach Tim. I have a question real quick about a couple of things you just said, and I don't want to rush too far past those things. You stated that is not a struggle, and then you read um, uh, one of the things that Bishop T.D. Jakes said that um, purpose is, is is any job or service you do for free, no paycheck, no recognition, return, favors. Is, Is it that purpose really isn't a struggle I don't believe purpose is a struggle. I believe implementing it is a struggle. Not allowing okay. other things to get in the way of it is a struggle, but not necessarily purpose in itself. And so that's a good point because there are there are gifts that God has given us, and then there's talents that we innately have, whether it be genetically or whether it be learned skills and so forth. Um, how does that play into our purpose? Those gifts are to be used to uh, to enhance, to enhance the purpose. Yeah. My purpose is to uplift and to elevate and to push people um, to their greatest potential. Because of what God has placed in me, I can do that in so many different ways. So one of that is one of those ways is coaching. Um, I sing one of those ways is through music. I write one of those ways is in, in the songs that I write. So there's so much that he's placed inside of me, um, so many different avenues, avenues to get that purpose across to the masses, to use what's That's in powerful. you. That's powerful. And so that really people just have to tap into what do you feel comfortable doing sometimes or what do you like to do and it kind of goes back to kind of what you said. Um, what do you like to do? And then it makes acting out your purpose or actually implementing your purpose a lot easier. Is, it does. is that what you're saying? I, I am. And I think part of it is making sure you're spending time with you. Um, there's so much else going on in your life that we don't always um, take the time to hone in on our own, our own personal wow. lives, our own personal strengths. You know, how well do you know you? And That's so we can, we can tell somebody real good about somebody else, but how well do you know you? How well, how much time have you taken to figure out what your strengths are, what makes you happy, what drives you, wow. what pushes you? Have you taken the time to do that? And it's easy to to get lost in the day-to-day and not self-develop. And, you know, that's powerful because we don't don't really um, think about the times that Jesus spent alone. After he was baptized by John the Baptist, he went and they ministered unto him. Why did he go away? so that he can be ministered to, so he can be strengthened, to, to connect with God, all these different things. So practically in what you're saying, we have to do the same thing. Um, I know right. you, you coach me on certain things, making sure to ask me questions so I understand who I am and not really focus on everybody else. 
so it's, 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 yeah. And so it's, it's, it is. It's important to take time out between just you and God. Take time out to listen, not just to talk to, not just to talk at. Are you listening? Do you, do you have time set aside to just listen and meditate with the Lord? Because he's talking, mm. but if you're not listening, you're going to miss it. And wow. So sometimes wow. we have questions with where we're supposed to go and what we're supposed to do. It's not that God isn't telling you. You're not listening. And you're not taking the time to figure it out. It's easy to get up every day and go clock in and come home and make dinner and do homework or do housework and go to sleep and start all over. You can spend your whole life doing that and miss out on your purpose, miss out on what God is trying to do through you. And because of that, someone else is hurting. Someone else is at a detriment. Someone else has a need that they're waiting for you to fill. And so what does that look like when you say take time out um, for ourselves? Not not, not the part of listening to God, but what does it look like to take time out to know ourselves? If you can give us a couple of practical things that we can do. So self-development um, is in so many, so many different areas, um, health-wise. Um, are you doing what you need to do to make sure that your body can last as long as it possibly can in the best shape? Um, so that's mm. what you're putting into your body. Um, are, you, are you doing the exercises that are needed? Are you doing the activities? So that's one area of self-development. Um, your, your, your mental status, how often are you reading, what are you reading, what are you pouring into yourself. Um, if we don't, there, there's so much knowledge at our fingertips, so much more in today's generation than ever before. We can access the world with the click of a button, with a, with a cell phone. How much are you growing your own personal self? What areas of your life do you excel in? What makes you different and how do you develop those areas? There are a lot of times that we have gifts that we sit on, gifts that we don't use, gifts that we we don't try to develop and try to take them beyond where they are right now. Um, if you have a you have a football player, you have a, a track runner, you have a basketball player, they take those specific talents, and they push themselves daily until they get them to to their maximum potential. Do you do that with your own personal life? Why not? Wow. Wow. Why not? And so why not? Why do do people, why do I, why do we, (laughs) why do people not push themselves? I think it, it takes one. It takes recognizing, um, because like I said, you can, mm-hmm. you can really go through the day to day, and and totally forget about your own personal self easily because there's so much that's crowded onto your plate, and people around you will be quick to add other things to your plate without any concern about you. I mean, it's it's right. real easy to you. You can walk through your day to day. Tim, can you? Tim, will you? Can you add this to dance? Yeah, I need you to. I need. When do you take the time for you? So I think um, making sure you take the time. It has to be intentional. So a lot of the times we're not. You wait for time to happen. Um, you say, when I get the time, I'm going to do such and such. Set an appointment for yourself. And so I tell that to my clients all the time. Set set personal personal time for you to self develop. Every week. Listen, people every are going. Some people are going to be uh, upset because being in the church, we say um, it's not about us. It's not about you as an individual. You have to give. You have to do this. You have to be there. And a lot of pastors are constantly there. Um, it's changing a little bit now, but it used to be that pastors wouldn't spend time with their families. You know, kids didn't right. really know their. Um, father or mother who was a pastor and missed out on several events. So, I, I mean, some people are going to disagree with the fact that they need to take time. What would you say to that person? I mean, everybody has a right to disagree. I promise. Don't everybody agree with me all the time. But <laughs> you are not going to reach your best potential of yourself if you are always working on someone else's. 
So you will be better. Mm-hmm. You will be a better service to the people, to the church, to the world, to your family if you take time to grow you. You'll be a better service. Wonderful. So, so I think. Let, let me, go ahead. Go on. I got you. Yeah, to answer to answer the question um of what if their purpose doesn't look like the other the the um uh, someone else's and you said specifically it's not supposed to look like anyone else how can it's you say not, that so confidently because it's it's your purpose your purpose is for you what god gave you to deliver to this world is just for you god gave you an assignment and so your assignment isn't going to look like my assignment. It's not going to look like Peter or Harold or Dancius. I promise everybody's going to be a little different. And even if our direction is the same, because we're all we're right. all um, we're all looking to draw people to Christ. We're all looking to uplift people because your purpose comes from within you. The way you go about it is going to be different. And so that's, that's what's good. important. It's figuring out how you deliver you. So there are some people that those that have the gift of dance, I promise, I have no coordination at all. Mm-mm, I shouldn't try it. That's what you do. That's what God gave you. That's how you lift the people. But believe that you have something that someone else needs. You just have to figure out what it is. But you have to take time with yourself. Enjoy you. Learn to love you. And so I think that's part of it also. We're so busy. Um, We live in a generation where we're so busy trying to find a mate and find somebody else to love on you. Learn to love yourself. Spend enough time with you to where you fall in love with you first, to where you grow you first before you try to add to you. I'm talking about that. That is powerful right there. That is powerful right there, and I'm going to tell you, I didn't learn that. I'm going to be a little bit transparent for those who are are <laughs> tapping in, and I'll see y'all coming in. Um, it is that is something I absolutely knew for years and just started doing in 2017, and not until I started hitting a bottom or my bottom emotionally, mentally. Um, even partly physically, health-wise, did I say, okay, I, who who am I, <laughs> and and can I can I please start loving me? And it yeah. starts to change you when you start spending time knowing who you are and getting to know you as God gets to know you as well. As I'm not getting to know, as God has made you and as God has said you are, and once that happens, you are so right, gravitate towards you. It's amazing. The word, the word of God says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Do you know why you are so fearful and why you are so wonderful? Why did he make wow. you the way he made you? I promise he didn't make a mistake. So why did he put this in you? Why did he give this to you? Hone in. Mm. So there's purpose behind everything that he's that he's placed in your life. Wow! And so I think. Can you talk about the scripture? I'm so um, talking about Jonah today, um, and so when I talk about my my biblical clients, um, like I said, I have some that. Um, some of my clients come to me because there's an area in their life that they want to expound on, um, and we, we will work through a plan um, to get that together, and I keep them accountable. But there's a point in every session um, where we talk about current roadblocks. And so in my conversation with Jonah once upon a long time ago, um, we were actually talking on, at the end of his journey, um, and he was so angry um, about God delivering the people of Nineveh. Um, But in that, there was a lot of conversation um, that we had talking about what happened prior to. And one of the questions I asked was, why would you run from God? And that's not just a question for, for Jonah. That's a question for all of us. Why do we think that we can run from God? 
And it, it's not like it was just Jonah. Um, the scripture talks about um, how in Genesis, uh, Adam hid. Do, do we really think that we can hide from the Lord? Um, I think in, in Hebrews it says, um, no creature is hidden from his sight, but all things are laid out to the bare eyes of him um, with whom we have to do. God sees everything. And I think part of it is because we've gotten so familiar with God that we forget how great and how big he is. We tend to worship him on Sunday mornings, um, and only in that time do we reverence him in all of his glory. But we're, we're, we're so familiar that we, we go to him in prayer, hey, God, what's up, how you doing? Not to say that you can't have a familiar relationship, but remember that this is God, and we forget that sometimes. And I think, um, I think it's in Jeremiah where, where God clowns, and he said, can man hide himself from me? Like, do I not fill the heavens and the earth? Seriously, what makes us think we can hide from God? And so when I went to Jonah and said, why, why were you hiding? What were you running from? Jonah said, I wasn't running. I was on assignment. So that was insight for me because we always talk about how Jonah ran from God and that's how he got caught up in the storm and ended up in the fish. As far as Jonah was concerned, he wasn't running. He was on assignment. Jonah's assignment was not to Tarshish. Jonah's assignment was to Nineveh. He decided that he was going to go a different path, but he, as far as he was concerned, he was still delivering God's word. Isn't it crazy how we can take what God gives us, add something to it, take something from it, and still believe that we are working out God's plan, but we've made it our own? Wow. Coach Kim, I need you to say that again. (laughs) You cannot add to or take away from what God has given you and, and still say God. God said it. God is very specific and direct when he gives instructions. Very, very specific and direct. So when you deviate from that plan, you're you're now being disobedient. And it's no longer being done in his name. It's now being done in your name. So there are consequences to that. Note, there are consequences when you veer off of the road and off of the path that God has given you. Wow. Wow. I, I'm I'm stuck on that because so many times have I added my own twist and called myself on assignment or called myself following. I mean, I was on assignment on some of that stuff, but um, it wasn't the the direct path God had me on. Or I added something to the path because I felt like, okay, well, maybe if I go this way, um Maybe I don't have to do that other thing. I mean, you know, you just think of <laughs> you're, we're, we're right. trying to work it all out. <laughs> we're trying to work it all out. <laughs> we negotiating with the God <laughs> yes. that did not ask for a negotiation <laughs> session. This ain't no conference call. This is what I told you to do. I'm Abba Father. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> seriously. And so we are so not a to be like, okay, so this, yeah, this ain't no conference call. <laughs> said, this is what I want you to do. And, and so we are. We, we are children, and we act like children sometimes. Okay, so, God, I'm going to do it, but this is what I need you to do. Or I'm going to do it, but I just need to do this too. Or I need... It's not obedience. And I think that wow. we do it so often, we don't even realize we do it. Jonah said, I don't know what you're talking about. I was on assignment. I was going to deliver the word to God's people. And he was, but that was not where God told him to go. So it's 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 funny to see how you are right that you have your own truth. Your truth, however, has to line up with God's truth. Your truth cannot deviate from the assignment that he's giving you, and your truth definitely cannot deviate from the Bible. Right. What you've declared is your purpose. What you've declared is your assignment. It's contradictory to the word. No, ma'am. No, sir. You wrong. Right. And here's the thing. Um, the the only way to know if it's God 
well, here's the thing. When we're talking about the truth, the truth is when we, <laughs> when our truth lines up with God's truth, it is the truth. Yes, ma'am. It, it, that's, it, that's the legit truth. And then truth. we won't, huh? Yeah, that's the legit truth. And then, <laughs> then our lives can tell the truth to the world and although, you know, there'll be someone that'll be skeptical about whether you're true or not, you know, that's not that that that's the enemy doing his work. However, people will know. It it, it it'll just they'll just know I this person is walking in in God. Now they may not want to confess it and they may want to denounce it, they may wanna, you know, try to try to sabotage it, but deep down inside people will know. And some may get mad about it, hate on it, get disgusted about it. Some are going to love on you about it, push you. It, we just got to be able to deal with um, that's, that's my truth, you know, uh, God's truth. That's the truth. The other thing is when you were talking, I thought about if you're seeking and searching, and I'm, just, I'm talking about me, you're seeking and searching, and one thing um, Bishop Jester told me, if you going forward and you're listening to God and you and you know that he said something and you walk on it and then you made a mistake, that's still your truth. Because okay. your heart's desire is that um your heart's desire is that you are seeking God and he desires for us to to um can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay, just want to make sure. Your heart's desire is to do the will of God. Is to do the will of God, then you are um, it, you reserve the right to be wrong. I think that's what I'm trying to say. You reserve the right to be wrong, or or have to make the mistake. What would you say to that? So know that life is a learning process. Um, that those stumbling blocks and and the errors that you make, there's growth on the other side of that. Just understand that there are consequences when you deliberately. So there's one, there's there's a learning curve, and so there's sometimes there are things that you just didn't know, you had no knowledge of, um, and so you learn as you go. But there are sometimes there's a difference when you deliberately disobey. Um, to go wow. back to what you said is um, you talked about how how sometimes people don't believe um, in you and in your purpose and in in what God the assignment that God has given you. First of all, other people are not your concern. As long as wow. you're doing the work that God has given you, they they are they are never your concern. It says um, they will know I will I will know them by their fruit. What does your fruit look like? If you're producing good fruit, then it's obvious that you're working in the will of God. But if you're not producing mm-hmm. or if you're producing bad fruit, it's, it is, it's obvious. So one, check mm. your fruit. Um, but two, don't allow other people to distract you or to stop you from, from, from the calling that God has placed on your life. Don't allow other people. Don't allow other feelings. When it came time for Jonah, um, at the place that he was at, uh, we were talking about roadblocks and what, what's going on with you right now. And Jonah expressed his pure anger and disgust for the people of Nineveh and how he could not believe that the Lord had delivered them. He allowed his feelings, he allowed his emotions to get in the way of the assignment that God called him. When you're on assignment and you've been given instruction. You don't get to add you in and interject because of how you feel. You don't get to disagree with God. How about that? Wow. When it's something that he's called for you to give to, to, another, to another set of people, to another person. You don't get to tell God who he gets to deliver. How about that? For some clarification. And so it's funny how we are so quick to pick and choose um, who God can have mercy on, who God can. Right. Um, yeah, we, we, we tend to, to, to believe that we can play God, 
that we can fill his shoes and know he, he don't deserve deliverance, Lord, because I remember way back when or because the other day I just saw them. So you don't get to forgive him, God, and why would you, Lord? And we do that all the time, and we don't necessarily say those words to where you acknowledge it, but we do it all the time. We do not offer the forgiveness that we ask for. Mm. We go to him with everything and say, Lord, my bad. I screwed up. Forgive me. And sometimes we do it without even being pure and honest and having the intention of turning away from it. Sometimes we do it routine. Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive you. You carry on. You're going to do it again next week. But when someone else is seeking forgiveness, we are so quick to turn the other, to, to turn the blind eye. We are so quick to say, Lord, they don't deserve to be forgiven. Lord, they don't deserve your mercy. Lord, they don't deserve your grace. How dare we? And so that was part of Jonah's struggle because he did not believe that the people of Nineveh deserved to be delivered. So I'm going to preach this message, mm. but I'm going to go to Tarsus. So it had to get Jonah to a place to where he understood that his, his train of thought and his agenda was not bigger or greater than God's purpose. I think Lord that's something mercy. that we all need to we all need to hone in on and make sure that we are on the on the same path. Make sure that everything is in alignment. That what God is asking for for you and what you're trying to do that we 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 going in the same direction. Because he was going the complete opposite direction and in that he not only put Nineveh at risk because he was not going to deliver God's message. But everybody that he got in the boat with, their lives are now in danger. Understand that when you decide to veer from the purpose and the calling that God has placed on your life, other people you put at risk. Wow. Someone is waiting for you to do what you're supposed to do for them to get what they need, for them to get to where they're trying to go. But we're Ouch. holding on to stuff. We're holding talents. We're holding gifts. We're, we're holding things ransom. Mm. Being stingy and, and not using it and not developing it. We're running from it instead of running to it. I've been talking. I'm sorry. I'm going to give you a minute to, to go ahead and, and, and add on to anything I said if you have any questions with regards to that. No, that's, um, that's good. I don't have any um well, baby, I do have a question, but just dawned on me is that we are holding up as a result of our hesitation, as a result of our lack of faith, really, and what God says to do, um, yes, and ma'am. fear of what God says to do, and fear of the something that's within us, that passion, that vision because the vision looks so big, we get fearful, or because it looks like someone hasn't done it, like the question I was asked, if it doesn't look like someone else, we get fearful. And we are holding up, really, generations. (laughs) And so from achieving a certain thing in God, because we have chosen not to. And we can't say, this is, I'm talking about me right now. I can't say that, well, somebody else will do it. You know, because yes, they will do it because if there's a purpose for it, God needs it to be done. But at the same time, we have to look at ourselves as in a non, um, we have to look at ourselves in a non, uh, what is it, boastful way. Nobody can do it like I can, though. And, you know, and then go forth in that. And I think we get hung up on those things. I'm just thinking about my feelings. I get hung up on those things at times when it seems like it's out of my comfort zone because no one has said that I can do that. God says it. And it's it's something it's it's not understand that that's a human response. Um it's nothing to be ashamed of, it's nothing to look down on. You can go through the Bible, and there were so many people God said go do and they said, "But God, you sure you're calling me?" Um, but they went out and did, or if they didn't, there were consequences to those. You talked about how God can use someone else. Note, you are God's choice, but not his only option. Right. So God has chosen you for this, but if you decide not to, I promise 
he got a whole slew of a world <laughs> that he will that he will he will send someone else to do what he has called you to do. They will not be able to do it um, to the capacity that you will have done it in because that was that was your assignment. He sent in a backup, but. When you decide to not do what God has called you to do, see, he'll send somebody else. But I need you to be able to fill the shoes that he's called you to fill. You talked about um, fear and lack of faith. Uh, I think that's what it all comes down to. Because we we haven't gotten to a place we talked about earlier of loving yourself um, and realizing why he made you so wonderful and why you are so fearful that when God gives you an assignment, there's self-doubt. Understand mm. that God has called you, God has called you. And, and this is a we thing. This isn't just a y'all thing. No, this is a we. God has called you. Believe that he's going to provide whatever is needed for you to get to the end. I promise he's not just going to call you and leave you hanging. He's not going to call you and not give you the tools. So you run and don't know where you're running to. You're going to end up, I promise, you're going to end up lost when you'd be better wow. off sticking with your purpose, going to him for guidance, looking for the tools, looking within you to figure out how to get this thing accomplished. And in mm. the end, you'll live a better life. Those people that go from the day to day and it's just routine and nothing changes and they're not affecting anyone else's life and they believe that their life is not being affected, I promise on their deathbed there's going to be a whole bunch of I wish I would have. Wow. Your goal should be when you on your way out, you're good with the life that you lived. That's good. And you know where you're going. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering, so I just I know you're still having talking about and reminiscing your your um, discussion with Jonah. I, I want to throw a few things at you, um, not to not to hurt you, but to at you. So, and I want your response to that. And what I'm going to say are what some people will say when God tells them something. This is one of them. I don't have enough money. So I guess it depends on the situation. Um, but God provides. And you may not have it on your own, but he may have connected you to someone. But because you're not willing to step out, there are so many um, ministries and organizations that have been started on somebody else's feet because you put in the work and you started the process going. You start and let God fill in the gaps. But you waiting for you to have everything that you need, and it's it's kind of like those that say I'm going I'm going to church, and I'm gonna go back to the Lord when I get everything together. You, I promise you, never coming if that's what you're waiting for. Mm. So start the process, put it out there, and you might have someone next to you that wants to partner in with you, someone that wants to sew in for you, someone that can teach you how to get those grants. If the money's out there, it doesn't necessarily have to come from your house for it to get done. Money is not needed to start your purpose. Money may be needed to enhance it, but you can start on your path without money. I have a client mm-hmm. that was looking, um, that is looking to start an organization um, for youth and to get youth, um, not youth, I'm sorry, young adults, get them to a place to where um, they can learn the skills needed for the world. So once you graduate high school, what happens next? So let's start with the Facebook page. Right. Let's find out what the need is. Let's figure out mm-hmm. what you can do online. There's so much connection right now to the outside world. You can start on where it is you're trying to go and what it is you're trying to do from your house. You can start without a dime. But you have to start. Wow. And we think big picture, and then it, we get so discouraged that the big picture, we never start. God gave <laughs> you the big picture to give you the drive to get there, not to discourage you from getting started. 
That's so I it. promise he didn't show it to you so you would say, no, nah, that's too big for me. I don't want it. No, he showed it to you so that you're working to get to that place. God t- gave Moses the promised land. Look, this is what we got here so that you're walking to get there. Because of Moses' disobedience, he saw it. He never got in. Wow. Do yeah. not allow your disobedience to keep you from your purpose. Do not allow your disobedience to keep other people from where it is they're trying to go, from where it is you're supposed to be leading them to. Your leadership is needed in the kingdom. Where is it? Where are you working in the kingdom? If not, why aren't you working in the kingdom? What are you going to do tomorrow to make sure you are closer to working towards the kingdom? We are real, real good about clocking in and working for the man. How many hours do you put in for God? Oh, now. What you say? Yeah. What you say? And we we don't think about that. (laughs) We put in overtime hours, hating our jobs. (laughs) Well, we go every day. (laughs) We go every day. We signing up for extra. (laughs) You don't even like the people you work with, but you go in every day. You obedient to that. (laughs) <laughs> but when it comes to something greater, seriously, things that we just don't think about. Because yes, you get stuck yes, in a yes. rhythm. You get stuck in that every yeah. day. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going. And then you look up and it's five years later and you're no closer to your goal. You're no closer to, to working on your purpose. You, you, you're, you ain't got no fruit because you got caught up in things that, that were simply distractions. Your yeah, job yeah. can be a distraction from your purpose if you let it. Anything can be Did a distraction you say, from your purpose. Yes. If you let it. So what if you, what do you say to the person that says, um, but I messed up? People won't see me that way. The areas in your life that were your stumbling blocks, the areas in your life that you look at as failures, someone else needs to know that you overcame that to get through where to, to get through where they are right now and to get past it. Your job is to not worry about how people will look at you. That's that's not your job. Your job is not to to hone to, to focus on your past. And, how, and worry about how that will hold you back. Your job is to take the things from the past, say I'm an overcomer, regardless of what happened back then, I'm a new creature. So you get a free pass because you happen to be a child of God. So regardless of what you did right then, he then dipped you, washed you, cleaned you up, you're good. Now take the steps into tomorrow and help push somebody along with you. Grab somebody's hand that was there. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. instead of instead of hiding what you came from and thinking that it won't be exposed, because I promise you're going to get exposed, you might as well just come out front and say, look, I did it. I messed up, but here I am now. Instead right. of acting like, <laughs> um, seriously, because I think a lot of the times as Christians, there's an expectation that we are crystal clean and pristine. Lies. Lies. Me being a Christian doesn't mean that I don't mess up. doesn't mean that I don't make mistakes. It doesn't mean that, that I don't sin. It means that, that I'm trying to live a life that's Christ-like, and I'm trying to turn away from those things. Mm. It means that I walk in grace, but I don't take advantage yeah. of that grace. So that's, that's the difference. It's not that we are perfect people. I promise and sometimes we're waiting for that perfection to, 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 to walk into whatever it is we're supposed to be walking into. I'm going to clean my life up, and then I'm going to. No, you're not. Because <laughs> it would have been done already. Wow. <laughs> Long time ago. <laughs> Long time ago. And so a lot of the time we can look back. Um, there's something in you that you've been talking about doing for the last two years, five years, ten years, mm. and you, you have made no progress 
than when you first when it first dropped into your spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've allowed yourself to become distracted. You've allowed yourself. You haven't gotten yourself to a place to where you've loved on you, decided that you can do it, claimed what you saw, and therefore you're stagnant. It doesn't get done. And it won't get done until you decide to make a change, until you decide no more. I'm no longer going to sit and watch everyone else reach their end game. And me not walk towards mine. And, and that's the key, and that's the key right there. I was, as you were talking, um, um, I, I read something, and it says, um, activity without purpose is the drain of your life. So if we're just doing stuff and there's no purpose attached to it, it's just draining our reason of existence here. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. You're being busy. You're just being busy. Busyness will kill you. You have to be intentional with your time. You only get 24 hours today. That's it. You can fill it up with all kinds of stuff to keep you busy, to keep you running around. But if you're not intentional with the time that God has given you, you will lose it. You'll lose it. We all get the same amount of time in every day. We all get the same 24 hours. But how that 24 hours is spent is so drastic. Yeah. What you can get done in 24 hours and what I what I have gotten done in 24 hours are two totally different things. And we all sit and say we don't have the time. You haven't applied the time. You haven't set the time. Or that's just an excuse you've used because you're not interested. Mm. So God is calling you, but you're like, nah, y'all, I'm good. I know this is what you want, but I'm going a, I'm to a go to Tasha's. <laughs> and then maybe on my way back around, I'll stop by Nineveh. Maybe. We'll see how I feel. I'm not sure. But in doing that, you put you at risk. You put others at risk. Jonah got in that boat going the totally opposite direction of where God called him to go. How many times in life has God given us something? Has God placed a calling on our life? Has God said, "This is where this is where I want you to go," and we went to, we went way left. Mm. We've all done it. Go back, right? When are you going to decide to go back, right? Or have you just decided that you're just going to stay on the path that you've chosen for you? And then if mm. that's what you decide you're going to do, don't run to God complaining when stuff don't work out. <laughs> right. Because you chose that. Because we so right. quick. Yep, you did that. You did that. Mm-hmm. You did that. You put God on it. And then you blaming God yep. and wondering why. Stop. Mm-hmm. And so we do that so often. God told me to marry this man, and now he won't deliver him lies. That wasn't the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you did that. That's all you, boo. That's all you. And then you mad at God. <sighs> then you mad at God. Make sure you're aligning yes, your good. steps. With the word. That's Everything good. you do, make sure you are aligning it with the word. You go to make that yes. big decision, sit down and do a Bible check, do a fact check. Does this work? Does this work? Nope, not right there. Then don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> and that goes back to you saying we got to take the time to get to know us so that we can take the proper steps, then evaluate, then take the time to evaluate. And if we're busy, um, just doing busy work and not intentional work, that, that, that just left me, first of all. If we're doing busy work, we can't take the time to be intentional. That's good. Right. And then it's also making sure that you're surrounding yourself with people that understand that there's, there's a calling on your life, that understand that there's purpose on your life, and they're pushing you towards your purpose. One of the things that came up in my conversation with Jonah was, 
what happened to where, like, what happened prior to you get in that boat and decide you was going to Tarshish? And he said, so, look, I was talking to my boys, and they was like, you good. As long as when you wrap back around, you stop by Nineveh. When you have people pushing you <laughs> to do the opposite of what God told you to do, because people will be willing oh. to convince you to do something, and you'd be like, yeah, that's right, that's right, I'm good. As long as I get there eventually, yeah. I mean, like, I'm going. Yeah. Surround yourself with people that are right. Surround yourself with people that are that are kingdom people, that are kingdom building, people that are honest enough to tell you, yo, I'm going to need you to calm down because that's not what he said. But it's easy to find somebody who will agree with you. I have friends that I only call when I want agreement. I have friends for everything. Right. I have friends that I call to check me. I have friends that I call to agree with me. I have friends that I call to give me it real. And so sometimes right. I just undecided. I was I was right. I was going to be right. I call that friend that's always in agreement. <laughs> Make sure you have you people know. in your life. Yeah, because you know. They got your back no matter what. They're going to put you, whatever you decide you're going to do, they on it. You're good. So that's what happened to Jonah. Jonah was listening to his boys, and they sat down and had a conversation, and they said, look, as long as on your way back you stop by Nineveh, you're good. I mean, you still did what God said. You cannot twist what God has given you. You cannot add to. You cannot take away. And you cannot allow the people around you to give you a purpose or give you an assignment that God did not give you. Now that That right there. All Mm -hmm. too often. It does. Mm -hmm. You'll tell somebody in a heartbeat, God told me that you need to do such and such. Lies. If God didn't tell me first, you can come to me and give me confirmation, but God ain't going to give you nothing that he ain't gave me. We close. He speaks to me. Mhm. Have a relationship to where you know God's voice when he's talking. You cannot find your purpose if you don't know the one who created you. So if you're not taking the time out, your relationship with God, there's no way you're going to get to where you're going purpose-wise, kingdom-wise, because you don't know, yeah. That's good. You got to work on you. So that's first and foremost, work on your relationship with God. Work on developing that and then step forward. But if that's in a mess, whatever you do after that is going to be a mess. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to tell you, I enjoyed um, your talk with Jonah, and I've learned a lot from Jonah and on today, cause, and I just didn't see um, Jonah's perspective. I didn't see John's perspective before. I think a lot of the times we take we take um, scripture and we decide this is what happened, and we see that one view, and that's that's all we see. You don't you don't mm-hmm. see how that could have happened differently. You don't see how that's happened differently in your life. Um, we talk we talk about Jonah, and we say Jonah was wrong. God said do this. Jonah did that. Jonah was foul. Gosh, no, let him drown and see. But when mm-hmm. it was you, you also got caught up with your friends. You also got caught up with your circle. You also let someone else talk you out of what God told you to do and went, went here instead. When it was you, you also added to what God gave you and decided you were going to, to put your own agenda in with his agenda. When it was you, you had also decided that that person right there was going to hell because they had wronged you and they didn't deserve forgiveness, they didn't deserve mercy, they didn't deserve grace. Wow. It's so funny how we can see others' faults, but not our own. Do a self-check. Where are your strengths? Mm -hmm. Where are your downfalls? How do you develop those areas? Are you working to develop those areas? If you have places in your life that are shaky, are you working on them? Are you good with just being shaky? Mm. If you know you're crazy, are you working to get yourself to a place of better, or are you just good with claiming crazy? Mm. <laughs> you can't get the purpose until you take care of these things. 
So one, first and foremost, get your relationship with God in alignment. Make sure that the two of you are communicating, that you are understanding, that you are listening, that you are studying your word. We all got access to the Bible. When's the last time you opened it? When's the last time you read scripture? And not just read it. When's the last time you meditated on it? When's the last time you went to the Bible looking for growth for yourself, not just for somebody else? When's the last time you sat and just listened? So those of us that are struggling with purpose, that's that's step one. That's step one. So once you take care of that, then we can sit down and figure out what it is you're supposed to be doing in kingdom. But you got to work on step one. You have to have started the process with step one before we move to step yeah. two. Because step 639 looks real discouraging when you ain't with, ready to start with one. Yes, it does. <laughs> and understanding that Everything isn't turnkey. Just because he gave you the end doesn't mean you're going to snap your fingers and that end is going to appear. They talk about how many years it took for overnight successes. There is work that happens long before success. There are hours put in. You have to be willing to to do the work and not just look for the outcome. You can't say this is what I want and not be willing to work for it and then be mad when it didn't happen. No one else is going to work harder for you than you. If you're not willing to work as hard for you as you work for those 40 hours that you put in every day, every week, why are you not that important? Why is your self-development not that important? Why is your relationship with God not that important? Why is the purpose on your life not that important? You were created for a reason. What's your reason? Are you walking in it or are you running from it? That's all I got. I'm good. Coach Tim D, let me tell you, you on the real. You are on the real. I am so excited um, about what God is going to do with this this particular message for those who have been struggling or I'm going to say it this way, and um, and I hope no one gets offended, but I hope it, 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 it yanks you into um, reality and who misuse and abuse your purpose as well, Um, meaning so you'll understand this purpose is not for you or just for you. It is for the next person, your sister, your brother, and sometimes even your enemy. And so or the ones you think that should not be. James 2 talks about it, and sometimes there's discrimination even in the body of Christ, and there is no room for that. We can't discriminate who we're going to use our gifts for. We can't discriminate who we're going to um, have faith in God for and towards. James 2 talks about we have to be concerned about the poor because it is the poor who really exercise faith. And so um, it's so important to know that is for us as well as others. We are not to hone in on ourselves if we can't give of ourselves to others as well. And guess what? We got to know people are missing out. Coach Tim D., uh, my friend Tamisha, I'm going to tell you, this really um, helped me. I know we have these times in our sessions, but this helped me to make sure that I am not um, so, I'm going to put it this way, giddy and, you know, like Gideon was, not so giddy and just, Ha 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 ha! Oh, I got purpose, and and you know, and not doing the the action behind it, you know, the activity behind it. And so, I want to tell those who are out there, you are worth it. You you're, you're so worth living out your purpose. It is not, and if God blesses you to millions, God blesses you to several homes, God blesses you to 
own a home. God blesses you to live in an apartment. God blesses you to have a car. God blesses you to walk, you know, and you can't have a car. Whatever, whatever it is for however many, if it's for millions, if it's for two, if it's just your husband or your wife or your child, that is your purpose. And guess what? It is wonderful in his eyesight. There's no purpose that is greater than any. It just looks different. And that's what I had to come into the realization of on this particular episode. It doesn't matter what your purpose is. It doesn't have to look like the next person. No, I may not ever be Miss Yolanda Adams. I may not ever be Miss Tasha Cobbs. But who I am and what I do is what is supposed to happen. And we got to walk in that. We have to walk in that. And walk in that with, like you said, be the best we can with that. Um, that's a powerful, powerful message. Go ahead. Just, just um, you, you said that I'm not Yolanda Adams. I'm not Tasha Cobbs. I promise you, I had to come to the realization once upon a time I'm not a Dancia Jones. Those notes will never oh, come Lord. out of my mouth and sound holy. <laughs> but the voice oh, that God has given me, He's given me seriously, and so I did. I had That's to go right. to a place to where I learned to love what God has given me. What makes and so voice vocally in particular, what makes my voice different than everybody else? I promise I can't do a run to save my life. It's never going to happen and sound beautiful, ever. But what did God give me? And so you do. You have to look at what he gave you. Stop comparing yourself. Stop comparing your life, your gifts, your talents. Stop comparing it. If we all looked the exact same, sounded the exact same, then there would be no point in so many of us. But what's in you, somebody needs it. Somebody needs it. That's good. Oh, good right there. I'm telling you. Okay, we need to wrap this up. Thank you for those who have joined us tonight. This is so powerful. Do you have any last things you would like to say before we get ready to close? I just really want to encourage the people um to, to take some time with you to identify what it is God is calling you to do, to walk in that purpose, um, to walk um, in making sure that what's in you gets out of you. Um, I call myself the vision pusher because everyone has a vision, everyone has a dream, and my my purpose is to get you closer to that. My purpose is to push you to the next level of you. If you are interested, link up with me. If you don't want to link up with me, link up with someone. That can be your accountability partner. That can help get you to the next level. Do some research. Invest in yourself. Um, truly, just and take some time this week to make sure that you're investing in you. Make sure that you're growing in you. Figure out where it is you want to go, where you want to be, and take the first steps to get there. Awesome, Coach Tim D. I'm going to be posting that. You can check her on Facebook, Coach Tim D. Coach space Tim space the letter D. That's all you need to look for. If you have not um, liked the page, do so now. Looking to get to about 500 likes by the end of this month, and we only got a few more days for that. So share, 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 share. You can go on my side at Dancy Jones Morris, and um, if you haven't liked the page, definitely do so. Otherwise, share. Share this message. I'm going to be sharing it all week again because I think it's going to help push people into their purpose. Listen, there's a reason why you're here, and um, if you don't know it, seek to find it. But tap into what Coach Tim D has talked about, and it's about your purpose. It's about your um, what your passion is, what you like to do, where you want to go, where you think you want to go, what you've seen. Examine that. Take the time to examine that. Take the time to make sure to get to know you. She's already told us. Make sure to get to know you. It is not about your, and don't be too scared. <laughs> don't be a little scaredy cat. We can't, we can't, we can't uh, sit around. I was going to say something else, but we can't sit around and worry about what our past was. Yes, you may have made a mistake. So what? Move on. God can use that for your purpose, and nothing catches him by mm-hmm. surprise. My brother always tells me that. Nothing catches God by surprise. So walk in it. Be who you are. And, and some people say irregardless. I just say regardless. Regardless of what you've done, what you think you've done, or what you think you will do, if you trust in God, 
you can fulfill your purpose. Listen, I want to close with the prayer real quick, and then I want to, um, unless you want to pray, Coach Tim D. She does pray too, y'all. Um, so she, she sings, pray prays, too. coaches, talks crazy. She acts. She does all this stuff, and it's all for a purpose, and it brings people the same that purpose. connect. <laughs> exactly. It connects people to God. It connects people to a path that is better. And so, you know, she's using that on tonight. And so I want to, I want, um, either you pray, I can pray. It doesn't make a difference. And then I have one final quote we want to close out. I want you to know next week we're going to talk about confessions of cheaters, confessions of cheaters, and you're going to be blown away by some of the stuff that's coming up on next Sunday. Now, you don't want to miss this. I'm telling you, powerful. Powerful. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. I'm going to stay online. I'm just going to stay on. I ain't even going to hang up. I'm going to stay on until next Sunday because I ain't going to miss this. <laughs> Focus. Pray us out. <laughs> Tune in for next Sunday. Let's, Father, thank you for this opportunity. I bless you for Coach Tim D. Tamisha Davis, I glorify you, God, for what she has said and what was going to happen and transpire, praying for every listening person who hears this message to grow, to be who they are. And I declare over specifically over the listeners' lives right now and over the areas that I'm in, in Tucson, Arizona, that we will rise up, that we will be more of what God needs for us time, and we will understand our existence. And until we tap into that, God, we're going to have a hard time living out this life and being frustrated. So, God, I speak peace and and stepping out into what they feel they've heard or saw. And, Lord, if we're wrong, then let us back up and recharge again, Father, to get the instructions again, and we will go forth, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just pray on tonight that you will just bless every listening ear, bless every heart, every life of every listener on tonight. And I lift up Coach Tim D. Expansion in this in this arena of her life. Um, yeah, arena. Arena of her life. Expansion in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Um, just want to leave with this quote as we get ready for next week's um, Confessions of Cheaters. Listen, work for a cause, not for applause. Live life to express, not to impress. Don't strive to make your presence noticed. Just make your absence felt. And then they will know you have fulfilled your purpose. God bless you. This is your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. You have been exposed to the wonderfulness of Coach Tim D, and you will never forget this night. God bless you and have a good night. Have a good night. Bye-bye.